thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshops. So today we're going to be talking about The Fascinators by Andrew Iliopoulos, published by Quiltree Books. Um, I was lucky enough to get this book as an ARC. Um, not that I read it in time, <laughs> but I did thoroughly enjoy this book. Um, I thought it was a great blend of magical realism, magic, and, um, well, realism, because it really grounds the novel in our universe, but there's magic all around us, and I thought that was really uh, a unique take on the storytelling. Um, and it brings the story to a small town in Georgia. So I also thought that was really nice. I mean, this is a small town that anyone can really relate to, even if you haven't grown up in a small town, you've seen small towns, so you can really, and, um, Elupolis, he really knows how to create this small southern town, which a lot, with a lot of heart and a lot of, um, grounding to make it relatable to the reader. So I really do appreciate the fact that Elupolis was able to ground the reader in this world um, to make it relatable to the reader. And, you know, it off the magic itself offers um, a realistic interpretation as far as magic is concerned. You know, you have spell books and you have um, spells that are done by handwork and associations. And associations are really like the feeling behind the spell. Uh, it's really similar to The Magicians in that way, where it goes with the handwork. But it also has some um, relatability, or not relatability, it has some... God, I miss, I'm, I'm like blanking on the word. It draws a lot of allusions to um, Wicca, you know, Wicca magic and how Wiccans practice. So I also think that's another integral part in this story, and what really makes it fascinating is the fact that it draws on something people are somewhat familiar with, you know, with the magicians, but it also creates a stronger, more contemporary feel to it as well, with the structure of how the magic works in this world. Um, you know, you have your spell books, and you have your incantations, you have your handwork, and you have the feeling behind the spells. And I really like that overall, how the magic works in this novel. Um, I know I don't sound like I have a lot of energy today, and I do apologize for that. Um, my allergies are killing me with all the, the weather here in Florida. Um, so it's really giving me a bad headache, but, um, stay with me. <laughs> I know I don't sound like I have a lot of energy, but this is a novel I really want to talk about. Um, now, as for the storytelling itself, you know, I love how Elopolis, you know, he used some of his own, um, history, you know, what he went through growing up to sort of build this novel. Now, here, uh... You have Sam. He's sort of the central novel, the central character in the novel. And he's out, and he's proud, and that's great. That's what I love about him. But the way um, 
there is still some homophobia in the novel that he does have to contend with. And I love that he has the support of his family and he has the support of his friends. Regardless, you know, no matter what. I also like the allusion to homophobia with the um, magic. Uh, you know, you have a bunch of Christians, um, you know, a bunch of churchgoers, I should just say, who think anyone who uses magic is going to go to hell. You know, it's a perfect allusion to homophobia and the world that we're in right now. Um, I don't agree with it. Personally, I think it's a load of um, crap. You know, I think people should be allowed to be who they are and not face such um, hatred, you know, in the world. You know, I, I, I was raised Catholic, so I believe that it is not for us to judge, you know. That's my personal belief. That's all up to God. He should be the only one who's allowed to judge. Um, so I think it's a really powerful imagery that, or illusion rather, that Andrew, um, was able to draw in creating this novel, you know, with his use of magic. Um, yes, his character faces some homophobia, you know, people do use derogatory terms, occasionally in the novel, but people tend to dislike him more because he uses magic more than anything, because he uses magic proudly more than anything, and I think that is going to resonate with a lot of readers. It's, it certainly resonated with me, um, as far as the storytelling goes. I thought it was a powerful, impactful moment anytime this happened in the story, because it's real, you know, it's real life. Yes, it's magic and it's fantasy, but it's still drawing on something that's real. I've said this before. Um, I had a teacher who believed genre fiction is not real fiction, and her reasoning was it doesn't say anything real, and I think that's a little bullshit. Um, I even wrote a genre fiction story for that class because I thought it was a load of bullshit. Um, but this is one of those novels where it's a genre, it's genre fiction, but it's still contemporary and it still tells a powerful story and relays a powerful message to the reader. So I think, you know, a lot of teachers who think that way and a lot of people who think that way, they really need to get their heads out of their asses because you have, you're missing out on a whole lot. You're missing out on a whole lot of stories on a lot of wonder and you're missing out on hearing people's hearts in their story and Andrew definitely puts his heart into the story um, now for the characters uh, I, I, I know I sound like I, I I'm about to say something bad about the characters and you know I really thought it was structured really well the dynamics because the story is, you know, mostly about friendship. It is about first loves. It is about coming to terms with growing up and growing out of your old friends. Because all three of these, you know, from James to Sam to um, Delia, they're kind of growing out of each other. And 
I think it's all three of them have a lot of guilt because they don't want to grow out of each other. They've been best friends all their life, but they all want different things in life. They're all going through their own personal shit. And they're not really sharing with one another. You know, the moment you stop trusting your closest friends and the moment you stop wanting to share with your friends, you know, I think that's definitely a blockage in your friendship and it, it definitely starts to show that your friendship is kind of breaking. Um, you know, Sam went away for the summer and he came back and, you know, James is like, James got into a bunch of trouble in the summer and he's unfortunately sucked his friends into a bunch of, into this trouble as well. And this trouble, you know, it's all about a spell book with this magic cult called True Light, you know. And Delia herself kind of gets sucked into it because she's sort of the forgotten child. She's constantly forgotten by her parents, uh, occasionally forgotten by her friends until they really need her. And I don't think her friends really realize that, that she's always sort of getting forgotten and left behind. So what she wants in life is power, and it kind of sends her down this not downward spiral, but down this dark path. I think it'd be really interesting if you know, if Andrew wanted to write a story later on about Delia. I would definitely love to see a return to this universe, and I'd definitely love to see where her story's gonna go, because there's so many possibilities. Can she become a villain? Can she recover from the things that she's done in this novel? Who knows? But she's a compelling, relatable character, because she's she has this pain that she's never let anyone in on before. You know, and people see it, but, you know, she has such a tough front that they don't really think anything of it. Um, as for Sam and James, you know, James is struggling with an unstable home, and he's really unsure of his future. But he's a very powerful magician. And he has feelings for Sam. It's clear he has some sort of feelings for Sam, but he's unwilling to act on them. Whereas, you know, Sam, he, he loves James and he does want to talk to James about this sort of situation that they're in. But I, I mean, he comes to terms with the fact that James really isn't good for him, good enough for him rather. He's a okay friend, but he's not good enough for him. And I do appreciate the ending that Sam has sort of accepted the fact that he has grown out of his oldest friends um, and has moved on with his life in a little in a little way. That's not to say that he's cut them out completely. Yes, he's still friends with James. He's made some more friends, um, but that's powerful. He's made more friends. You know, he's sort of been stuck inside this trio that he felt content. Um, he was never willing to make more friends, but he has now, and I think that's really an empowering moment for him when he decides for himself that he doesn't need to be sort of trapped within this group of friends, that he can be something else. And it's a really good journey to see Sam grow throughout the novel because he is the central character. Um, you do get to see snippets of Delia's perspective, Jane's perspective, and um, Liv's perspectives, you know, she's another minor character. You do get to see other perspectives, just to see um, the scope of the story. 
but it doesn't really detract from anything. Um, you get a deeper insight into some of these dynamics by looking outside, um, outside of Sam's perspective, and I think that's really good storytelling and it's really good um, character writing because you can even give, I hardly see this, you know? Um, it's really hard to do as someone who's attempted it. When you introduce other point of views, it's always a wonder of, are you going to go back to that character? As some authors, when they do different point of views, you know, each character gets the same amount of time almost um, to develop the story. But what I think is really cool, what's really interesting here is he utilizes his other characters by giving them one, maybe two or three chapters by themselves to sort of just give the, give the story scope. Um, and to give some insight into these other characters to see, you know, where the story is going. It doesn't just distract the reader and it doesn't make the reader wonder, oh, um, what's going to happen next to this character? Because you're kind of already focused on Sam being the central character, which I think is really good. You know, it is very sturdy, steady writing. And that's what I loved. You know, Ultimately, um, I give the story three and a half stars. It, it flows beautifully and it tackles identity and sexuality and friendship while also captivating readers with a brilliant use of magic and how it connects people. So once again, this was The Fascinators by Andrew Eliopoulos. Go ahead and check it out from your local library. And if money is not too tight, uh, please remember to support your local bookseller. You can purchase books on Barnes Noble, on Bookshop, which actually donate some of the proceeds to your local bookstores, or IndieBound. So on that note, have a great rest of your days, you guys, and happy reading.